TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to guys at MikeTalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Midweek, hump day, Wednesday version of our semi-dysfunctional sports talk show. Thank you again for joining us. Our phone number uh, throughout the next 57 minutes of 48 seconds, if you care to join us. And we invite you to do so. 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. Four eight on the docket for today. Uh, now, David Olson, our religious expert here on the show. You're also our political expert, movie and media critic, and the self-proclaimed voice of reason. But today is, correct me if I'm wrong, the first day of Lent. Yeah, it's Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Ash. Ah. Ash. That's right. I keep. I call, always call it that because the University of Illinois they always call it. Ash Wednesday. All right, so today is Ash Wednesday. So does that mean tomorrow's the first day of Lent or today? I believe it is today. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, well, we could ask some of the listeners out there what uh, illegal vices, what bad vices, what bad habits they uh, might be deciding or thinking about giving up at this particular point when the big dog, Joel Radwanski, my good partner, joins us. We will uh, ask him that. And when we talk, Joel, there are so many choices, so many avenues that he could go, which Will he give up? What is it for six weeks? You got to give it six weeks. Six weeks till Easter time. Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Six weeks. All right. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. So we got that on the docket. Lent first day of uh, Lent. What vice are you going to give up? We'll talk some college basketball. March man is kicking into high gear. Yesterday we finally had our first last second shot miracle comeback that gets the temperatures rising for uh, for March Madness. No question about it. We'll uh, check in a little spring training baseball as. I said about a week ago my baseball fever was not kicking in, couldn't get into it, end of February, early March, still cold out there. I have to admit, even with all the basketball going on, just reading the baseball stuff in the paper, starting to kick in a little bit, slowly, but surely, step by step, slowly. Yes, David. Tell you my problem with when the falls. Oh, sorry. No, my problem with uh, spring training, you can't get into it because the winter just it feels like it just ended. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, so it's like you don't think it's here yet, even though it is. Right, but just just reading it in the newspaper does start to get the juices flowing a little bit. Talking about who the number four number, but most of it is completely nonsensical stuff. It is writers that are being sent out there, making their living, and basically they have to find an excuse for the particular media publication that sent them out there to uh, expense all the hotel fees and the golf fees and, and the restaurant fees. So they got to find stories to talk about. Most of it doesn't mean anything, but it does, if they write the stuff correctly, it does get you going a little bit and see what the starting lineup is going to be, which of the uh, two open roster spots, six different rookies or 
Maybe it's like four rookies and two guys like 38 years old and over the hill battling for those two spots. Gets you going a little bit. We'll talk some spring training baseball, no question about it. Uh, Blackhawk hockey here in the uh, fine city of Chicago. We had the eight-game win streak come to an end. We'll talk that a little bit. Chicago Bulls, hottest team in the NBA, back in action, taking on the Charlotte Hornets. We do have, I believe, David Olson has put a tape together of some of the highlights this year of Charlotte. Are they the Hornets or the Bob? I keep forgetting. New, New Orleans, the Hornets. Charlotte's the Bobcats. I believe we have on tape, carted up right now, the highlights of the Charlotte Hornets. Please don't call us the Bobcats uh, for the year 2011. Let's hear their highlight tape. Ready? Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was not technical difficulties. That actually was the 2010-2011 Highlight hey, that really sucked. Thank you very much for the Charlotte uh, Bobcats or Hornets or whatever their nickname is. Uh, 888-463-674. So we got all that on the docket. Did I forget anything? Oh, update on the Iditarod. We will be giving you stage-to-stage coverage. Not only the Tour de France, but we are your source if you want Alaskan updates on the Iditarod. And as we welcome in the big dog, Joel Rodwanski, big dog via the email and the text yesterday. <laughs> A little bit of controversy on pregnant horse Rachel Alexander. Apparently, some of our horse experts out there say they don't think Curlin is the actual sire of that particular foal. Oh, poor Curlin. So I, I don't know what to say. But apparently there's some controversy there with the impregnated Rachel Alexandra. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, she must get around a little bit, huh? Very, very difficult. Well, there's a couple other sires that are claiming they might have something to do with it as well. So, uh <laughs> so that horse is a floozy. I don't say that about one of the great female horses of all time. You know, she could have damn because there's a double standard, coach. If she would have listened, if she would have listened to male horse chauvinists like yourself, she would have been probably pregnant a year and a half ago. Thank goodness she was able to hold out. Well, you know what? If if she was a male <laughs> horse, she'd be a stud. But yes. Let's face it. But it's a, there's a double standard, Coach. That's, so since she's a female horse, she's a floozy. And since that double standard actually helps me, I'm going to go with it. That's my point. That's why I felt very free in calling you a male horse chauvinist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Big dog, welcome to the show. Before you got on, we talked uh, college basketball, a little March Madness, how the first last-second shot got us kicking a little bit, spring training baseball, Blackhawk streak uh, comes to an end, eight-game winning streak. So plenty to talk about. We also mentioned, I don't know if you're aware or not, today is the first day of Lent. A happy Ash Wednesday to you and yours, and please keep your hands off mine. Oh, of course I know, Coach. Of course I know that it was the first day of Lent. Yesterday was Fat Tuesday. It was. Is that the beginning of Mardi Gras or the end of Mardi Gras for our friends in New Orleans? I do believe that's the end of Mardi Gras. Ugh. That's a shame. That's a shame. So somehow the Mardi Gras came and went without us even being aware of it. Because I've got Mardi Gras material, you know. Our producers, you know, they forgot the Iditarod had started three days ago. we got to get our production staff to keep us up on current events. Mardi Gras hath come and gone. Well, when you call one man a staff, that's probably the first thing that's wrong. Yeah, that's true. David Olson working on his own. Is I think we had our... 11th intern over the year and a half that we've been on the show, Big Dog, that has uh, left our show. And also, um, what was our engineer's name? I forgot. Uh, Wires. Right? Faulty Wires. Oh, yes. Yes. 
Harvey Faulty Wires, his nickname was Faulty, he has resigned also, so he's no longer part of the staff. So once again, David Olson is our voice of reason, and he's working by himself. That's not good. No. No. Well, I mean, he can, he can handle the job, but yeah. obviously we're going to miss things like the Iditarod. Yes. And the, the beginning of spring. Mardi Gras. Sort of Lent. Yeah. You know. A couple of big shooters like the two of us, we deserve more than just one outstanding producer. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? At any rate, now we put up on the Facebook page, Big Dog, that uh, the the first question was didn't it was not sports related. Is what will the Big Dog of as many bad vices and bad habits? What will the Big Dog be giving up for length? And I think we put in parentheses there are so many choices. Well, yeah, there's definitely plenty that I can that I can give up. Are and you this year? I'm going to give up giving up things for length. <laughs> didn't you try that last year? It worked out swimmingly, Coach. <laughs> so you found a successful vice to give up. Yes. So you are you know, giving I, you're giving up giving up bad things. Yeah, you know, like some people are like, Oh, why did I smoke that cigarette or uh-huh. you know, why did I drink last night? You know, it was very disappointing. I feel bad about myself. Well, you know, when I was a kid I'd always give something up and I'd feel bad about it. Well uh-huh. not anymore. <laughs> now that I've given up given up things to give up, I don't have that problem anymore. Coach. What a great theory. What an outstanding theory! It's the uh, it's the no regrets theory, if you will. Yes, exactly. I like that. I, I think a lot of people might jump on board and join your uh, join your mission during the sixty days or six weeks that is Lent. That's very well done. The man's given up, given up. Wasn't there a country song like that? I think Kenny Rogers sang about that. I've given up, given up. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Wow. All right. So, so all right. This is your first day of giving up. Not giving up anything. Yes. Yeah, how's it going so far? <laughs> well, so far, it's fine. But I haven't had breakfast yet. Normally, I would like breakfast. There you go. See, so you gave up something already. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, happy uh, Ash Wednesday. I almost called it Hash Wednesday because back in my University of Illinois, I did not that I partook, but people kept calling it Hash Wednesday, Hash Wednesday. So happy Ash Wednesday to everybody. Post Mardi Gras. Big dog, lots of sports to talk about uh did you watch any of the games last night, or were you worky, worky, worky once again? Well, I had the college basketball on in the background as I was doing stuff. Actually, I wrote a couple things up for our Facebook page, Coach, Okay. the discussion section. Yep. I didn't know we had a discussion session, but God bless you. Yeah, so I've been writing stuff up on there, just you know, some baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, well, what do you got? The games you watched last night in college basketball, uh, the Horizon Conference Championship, very good game, butler pulled away and the butler bulldogs will be dancing once again big dog and they got a lot of familiar names from last year minus one gordon hayward yeah well you know i was rooting for butler i absolutely was rooting for butler i'm hoping they uh can make another run in the tournament watched uh north texas arkansas little rock game wow 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 you know as funny as coaches and i'm hoping for a last second shot to go down (laughs) in that place you know during that game yes and like with two minutes to go, I'm like, oh, it don't look like it's going to happen. And then Arkansas, a little, I could cut back a little bit. And then North Texas would hit a big shot. And this kept on going on. And then eventually, oh, my goodness, the last play of the game was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for the mean green fans, the North Texas fans, because with about four or five minutes left, nine, ten-point lead, it looks like they're going to be celebrating. I think they had the nine-point lead even with about 3.30 left. And you could tell they were in celebration mode. And then all of a sudden, Arkansas, Little Rock, 
steal and a two-pointer, hit a free throw, hit a three-pointer. It wasn't in a span of 30 seconds, but over about two and a half minutes, they got that nine-point lead down to one. And then uh, the kid for North Texas made a free throw, big dog, put him up two. Classic March man, his ball's inbound, the dribbling up seven, six, five, four, three, two, and the kid uh, Solomon, right? No, Bozeman. I don't know the name. Yeah, Solomon Bozeman. How's that a name for? I don't know if he's related to Todd Bozeman, the ex-USC coach. He should have played for the Montana Bobcats, coach. Why is that? They play in Bozeman. Huh? They play in Bozeman. Oh, in Bozeman, Montana? Okay, coach. Didn't mean to... Now, to let's, not, concentration. let's not get started where we were yesterday, where we got lost on the SWAC and the WAC. But there is two Macs. Well, I did confirm that, by the way. You're correct. There's two Macs. Oh, wow. What a surprise. I was correct. Yeah. And there's only one MEAC, though. And don't confuse the MEAC with the MAC, because the MEAC has a uh, kind of, uh, you know, little brother syndrome with the MAC. So it's separate MEAC. I'm done with you. Huh? I'm done with you, Coach. Thank you very much. I'll give you a SWAC when I see you personally. All right, so they inbound the ball down to it. Again, this is a team down nine. Their hopes were crushed. Their season's about to be over, about 3.30 left, but they found a way to come back. Seven six five four three two Pulls up at the three-point line. Defensive hand right in his face. I watched the replay. The North Texas coach cannot get mad at his defender. He did everything he could without following the guy. The uh, player of the year. The player of the year in what conference was that? In the um, Sunbelt Conference. Solomon Bozeman hits a three-pointer. Did you see that, Big Dog? Oh, yeah, I watched the end of the game. I didn't realize what the kid's name was. I mean, but the degree of difficulty on that particular shot was, it wasn't 10, but it was a solid 8-9, maybe 9-3. Hand in his face, slightly off balance. No backboard, nothing lucky about it. Swish City, and it's celebration. March Madness is upon us. Last second shot, and... um North Texas State goes down. Arkansas Little Rock advances. A great, great finish. Yeah, a phenomenal game, Coach. Phenomenal. Was anybody? Where were you watching? A bar? Uh, no, at my house. At my house. I oh. was uh, on the computer uh, writing up baseball stories, and with uh, uh, ESPN two on in the background. Well, it seemed like you know, game after game after game was going on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's happening with the Major League Baseball career for those that missed our? Award-winning shows on Monday or Tuesday. Joel is applying for a semi, semi-high-profile position with Major League Baseball. Any, any updates? Well, yeah, I'm one of the finalists, so we'll find out. We'll find out. I should hopefully find out sometime this week because uh, they have to tell somebody soon because the first day is March 23rd. Mm-hmm. So, we'll so you were out. doing? Hopefully I'll find out today. I need to find out either way today because I'm <laughs> I'm not sleeping really well. It's best for me to put it. Yeah, you, you do sound a little backed up. Little, uh, little, little nasally, if you will. You okay over there? Yeah, I need to. I, uh, during the break at ten thirty, I'm going to hack it all out. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, you got me hacking. You don't want to. There it is. Remember, we are the show that. Uh, well, we don't pride ourselves, but we're not ashamed of bodily functions on the air, Big Doug. It's part of our our way of getting list, close to the listeners out there. Well, it's. Well, why don't we admit it to the listeners? It's only like that because we don't, can't afford the cough button. Well, it sounds shh. Sounds much better the way I say it. It's all about image. It's all, I got you. It's all about the way you present yourself, Big Doug. Something you got to learn in this profession. You've only been in it for ten years. All right, so we got Butler advancing. We got um, Arkansas Little Rock advancing. Also, Oakland and your favorite coach, Greg Campy. Heck yeah! He Heck of the yeah. black the black turtleneck moves on. I love Coach Campy, so I was really happy to see Oakland get into the tournament. Yeah, 
Big time, so, by the way. They they beat Oral Roberts by about 18, 20 point kid named Keith Benson. About six nine, six ten. I think he had twenty eight points, fourteen rebounds. Real, real active, athletic big man. So Oakland advances. Uh, how about in the Ivy League, big dog Princeton knocked off Penn. I'm a little confused though. Do you know how the Ivy League works? Do they have a? Yeah, it's the only tournament. Uh, it's the only team, only league without a tournament in Division One basketball. Okay, but so do, it's season. But do they have an automatic bid? I think they do. Oh yeah, yeah, they have an automatic bid, but it's just regular season champ. It has uh, nothing to do with. Uh, the the tournament. All right. So, well, I'm a little. They, can't, they basically they can't have these kids can't go away for four days to some tournament mm-hmm. when they go to one of those schools because it's actually tough at those schools to actually get an education. Yes. They don't want... that, that's the honest to God truth why yeah. they they have don't have a tournament. There. Yeah. Well, there was a rumor that uh, four out of the eight key players for Arkansas Little Rock did not go to the tournament because they felt it would be too much time away from their classroom. Oh, yeah, Arkansas Little Rock. Now, that yeah. is a solid education. Take it easy. A lot of those small schools. You know, you know, they say that oh, uh, 84% of the kids there don't have to use their toes to count. Man, what a cheap shot. I gave you a little bit of lead, and you're just cracking a wide open, a, a, a rather unfiltered shot. And our good friends out in Arkansas, anybody listening okay, in the Arkansas, any area. Don't need, their, don't need to take their <laughs> shoes off the count. That's not a... That's anybody not who has a relative in Arkansas, any connection at all in Arkansas, if you like Bill Clinton, that's your connection. You want to fire on Big Dog for, again, a rather inappropriate remark about our fine friends out in Arkansas. Feel free to call them up, 888-463-6748. You want to take a shot at Big Dog, you go right to the front of the line of all of our callers. What, what, what's so inappropriate about making fun of Arkansas. I mean, it's the only state in America Mississippi can make fun of, Coach. <laughs> Keep going. I don't want to kill you while you're on a roll. <laughs> you, you might as well, you know, you got one state mad at you. You might as well go for, you know, five or ten before the show is over. Yeah, oh, sorry, man. Coach. All right. Well, they're so, they don't really care right now because about what you say because they're celebrating the fact they had a last-second shot. Right now, if your, name is, if your name is Solomon Bozeman, you're walking big in the fine city of uh, Little Rock. Yeah, it's like Little Rock is the only city in America where a tornado hits it and the property values go up. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> you got any more or can I move on? I, you can move on. All sir. right. Feel free All to, right. uh, feel free to, you know, tie your own noose a little tighter as the show goes on. <laughs> I got a question for you in the Ivy League. Any of our listeners can help me out here. Triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight. It said in the paper that Princeton won. Their conference record is seven and seven by winning. They forced a playoff with Harvard for the right to go to the tournament. Harvard's record is 12-2. and two. So I'm a little confused, unless I read the stats wrong. Uh-huh. But, but you basically are, as far as you know, with your great long-time association with the Ivy League, that the conference champion is your automatic bid. Yes, it's the automatic bid. Say that again, Coach. What, what was the thing that you yeah, said? I'm going to see if I can actually find it here. Hold on a second. You, you said somebody had a better record than yes. somebody. Yes. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. Where the heck is the basketball report? Maybe maybe they're on probation or something like that. That's all I can think of if a team has a better record because the conference champion from the Ivy League goes every year. And normally it's uh, it's not uh, – usually it's Penn. They win half it. They, mm-hmm. it's, it's basically Princeton, Harvard, and Penn win every mm-hmm. single year. Right. You don't ever hear anybody else going from that. Uh, Cornell last year. Yeah, well, remember Cornell had that great Cornell. run. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, well, right now, I think it's Princeton playing Harvard to see who advances out of the Ivy League. At any rate, another March Madness team will be born. Not that many uh, bubble teams got knocked out yesterday, right? Uh, Big Dog was pretty clean as far as teams on the bubble, such as your beloved Alana. Uh, it was yeah, it was not like dramatic upsets. But to be mm-hmm. honest with you, a lot of these conferences that we're playing over the last couple of days uh, on ESPN were uh, one bid conferences. So it really didn't matter. Even if you like the regular season champ won, if they didn't win their the regular season conference, they probably weren't going to go. But they didn't win the uh, the tournament, they mm-hmm. weren't going to go to the. Yeah, with the possible exception of the Horizon Conference. If Milwaukee would have won yesterday, Butler would have at least, I think, been yeah. a bubble team. I agree totally with yeah. that. I, I 100% with you on that one. There, there, mm-hmm. It hasn't been a lot of those right now. Not as um, the, the mid-major schools this year. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of power as you as you typically would. Like A lot of times I'll be like, look out for this club, look out for this club. Yep. Not a lot of them this year. Yep. So that. Uh, there, you're going to get a lot of bids from like the like the Big Ten might send Michigan State to the tournament. They were 17 and 13 in the regular season. Mm-hmm. You know, if they win a couple games in the in the tournament, they in the Big Ten tournament, they might go to the NCAA tournament, and that's ridiculous, coach. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, this year it's not that big of a deal. Yep, Missouri so, Valley Conference is probably a perfect example of what you're talking about. Normally, they got a couple of pretty strong teams. Their best team was Missouri State this year. They lost. In the championship to who? Was it Indiana State? Yes, it was. It was the Sycamore. Yeah, but that's, you know, if those are your top two teams, they're a good ball club, but that's a little bit down from what normally would be in the uh, a pretty good high-middle conference, the Missouri Valley. They typically have uh, they typically have uh, at least three bids yep. a lot of times. Yep. And there, it could be a one-bid conference this year, Coach. Yeah, Baltimore Barbara, one of your favorite uh, listeners, emails in. Please ask Joe what happened to Ali Farishnikov from Northern Iowa last year. Remember the five foot eleven inch white guard? I think it was what's his last name, Ali Farrakhan. Uh, it wasn't Farishnikov or Farrakhan, <laughs> but, but he you was know, a white Muslim. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Do we know? Uh, did he go on to an NBA career, or is he is he uh, working a job somewhere in the near vicinity? He didn't find it wasn't an actual uh, height requirement to work in the NBA, but it did help. Okay. <laughs> okay. Being being uh, not even six foot and not really that athletic, yep. it, basically you could not miss an outside okay. shot when you're that size. So, right. so. Thank you for a uh, very realistic response. You probably disappointed Baltimore. Barbara, one of our favorite emailers, but uh, the truth hurts sometimes, Big Dog. The truth hurts. Thank you very much. Out in the Big East, the uh, tournament started yesterday. Big Dog DePaul lost to Connecticut. Uh, They lost by 27 points, but some say the score (laughs) was a little bit close. The game was closer than the score would indicate. (laughs) Yeah, that was only because uh, UConn put in their third string in the. With about 10 minutes in front of the game, so the rest of the players will have some rest for the rest of the tournament. On behalf of my beloved Blue Demons, I almost got that out with a straight face. You know, one of my buddies yesterday told me, Joel, there's no way it's a one in a hundred thousand uh, dollar bet in Las Vegas for DePaul to win that tournament. Yep. And I was like, yeah, it should be. Just think about it. Why would anybody just give away money to put it on DePaul to win six games in a row? Yeah. Without, without their best player. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, and look, the first game they would have to lose. They'd have to win five more. There was. It's, yep. I, I don't want to sit there and bash the ball. Yeah. I would love to see them be good again, Coach. When you Illinois first Illinois has enough talent in this state, Chicago has enough talent in this area 
and me as a diehard Illinois fan, for Illinois to be a, a top ten program and DePaul to be a top twenty five program. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of talent in this in this area of Florida. I, I want to get back to the good old days when uh, DePaul used to. I mean, they used to contend for a number one seeds year in and year out. It's too bad, coach. And yeah. now they can't even win a game in their in their conference. So. Yeah, and I agree with you. College basketball in the city of Chicago, state of Illinois, definitely a down year, but it, it runs in cycles. It runs in cycles. We will be back. It's not lack of talent. There's plenty, but we just got to keep it uh, somewhere within our, our fine state boundaries. By the way, in the Big East uh, round one tournament, round two today, there was one upset. South Florida, great game, went back and forth. Villanova's leading by three, leading by two, hanging on. But South Florida, the uh, the Bulls? The the Bulls. The Bulls finally found a way to win. They upset Villanova. That's a big win, arguably one of the biggest wins in South Florida basketball history. Yeah, it is. And uh, what the heck is going on with Villanova lately, Coach? They have not played good basketball yep. over the last couple weeks. Yeah, remember, remember one of the one of their one of their few wins they got was the win over DePaul, which they shouldn't have gotten if DePaul. Remember, that was the game that went overtime where they allowed Corey Fisher to shoot a three to tie it up, so they should have lost that game as well. Yeah, it's been a rough couple days. Jay Wright, with his hair perfectly in place, dressed to a tease. Actually, there was a video of him, an actual picture, where he looked a little bit disheveled. Oh, not good, Coach. Which never happens. Never happened. And did you see, by the way, who the Big East voted? Coaches voted as the player of the year in the Big East. Um, well, uh... To be honest with you, it, it should be either uh, Scoop Jardine or uh, Kimball Walker. It was neither of those two. Who was it, Coach? Who do you think? Okay, well, then I would have to go with Ben Hansborough. That's who you'd have to go with. And if when they came out with the preseason first team, second team, third team, I don't know why conferences do that in particular, but they do. They're preseason, uh, you know, all-conference. Ben Hansborough wasn't even in the team picture. He was a nice player, good player, maybe going to be the third best player on Notre Dame's team. Big dog Ben Hansborough is your big East player of the year, and it came through grit, determination, and effort. He's a great story. He truly is. You no, know, it is a good story, Coach. Yep. It, it is a good story. And uh, they, they just have those preseason rankings just so they can uh, uh, have a little bit more pub yep. of your of your conference, mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So yep. I, don't, I don't mind all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got? Coming up tonight in that college basketball, Big Dog, what can the fans be uh, looking for? I know round two of the Big East tournament. Which uh, I think that starts early. And our, our boy Kevin Horan, our former. Uh, oh, is out there. Former, yeah, he's out there. Loving it. So uh, We need we need to get a hold of him, have him uh, file a report for us. Yeah, I, I, can, I can just imagine him in New York. He goes to buy a sandwich and it's like $27. <laughs> he's going to end up killing somebody, coach. Yeah, I'll have a pastrami on rye. But I really don't know what else is on. I, I have been so busy, Coach. I want to call this reactionary radio. You tell me what's going on, and I'll give you my reaction to it. How about the NEC championship tonight, the uh, Northeast Conference? I think it is Robert Morris takes on Long Island. The dreams come true for one of those uh, Cinderella teams, Big Dumb. Uh, Robert Morris has made it uh, a couple times over the last couple years. I don't think Long Island has made it in like 15 years, Coach, wow. at least. Wow. So uh, a big game out there for the yeah. people in Long Island. Well, you know, I've been filling out brackets for the last uh, month and a half. I think I got like 60, 63 different brackets filled out. 
in their entirety on one of the 63 brackets. I do have Long Island going to the Sweet 16. How about that? That's uh, Who did you have them beaten on the way to the Sweet 16? I believe it was Louisville in an upset, and then it might have been Michigan around two. Yeah, well, I, I don't think Rick Pitino is going to be very happy with you about that. Hey, if it doesn't he's work gonna out, treat you like, he's going to treat you like a tall, blonde waitress. <laughs> I don't want that to happen, believe me. Uh, there'll be a lawsuit, trust me. And this one will be more successful. But uh, hey, <laughs> if it doesn't work out, big dog, i got 62 other brackets to fall back on. Gotcha. Not a, not a problem at all. And I'm not done yet. I'll come up with about 10 or 12 more brackets to complete my... Maybe set of 80. I don't know if I'll get up to 100 or not. Now, uh, my television listings say the Big Sky Championship game is tonight. I'm a big fan of the Big Sky. The only problem is, dog, I don't know who the two compatriots are. Any idea who your Big Sky champions are? I'm gonna. I have no idea, but I'm gonna throw probably Montana is gonna be like oh, uh, yeah. is gonna be taking on uh, like Idaho State or something. You're half right. I got it right here. Greeley, Colorado, folks. The Big okay. Sky Championship, Montana, knocked off Weber. Please don't call me Weber State. Uh-huh. Or is it Weber State? No, it's Weber. Okay. Even though it's spelled Weber. But it's pronounced Weber. Yes, Coach. It's kind of like the Weber Grill. Okay. Very good. Like the uh-huh. Whack and the Swack Conference, both. Yeah. Not to be confused with the media right, conference. Uh, Montana did win, so they advanced to tonight's game against the winner of Northern Colorado and Northern Arizona. Beautiful Northern school. Colorado will definitely be the favorite in that game. So you so think we'll Northern? See. Okay. I would. I would guess. Well, yeah, but who knows? It's March Madness. It doesn't mean one mm-hmm. team's going to win or not. But that yeah. Northern Colorado would definitely yeah. be the favorite. Well, there you go. You got some big school conference quarterfinals. I've been taping uh, my my uh, station of choice the last couple of days. Dog has been ESPN two because that's been the uh, conference games, the small conference tournaments. And, I, little, yeah, and I agree with you. Those are the games that you want to see because these are yep. teams playing for their life. Yep. So I, I'm with you on that. So basically, I've been doing a bunch of stuff and getting mm-hmm. <laughs> this is had the ESPN two on and just watching basketball. All day yeah, long. I was out and about last night. Came home too tired. I watched the end of the Horizon Conference Championship, but had my son tape ESPN two five thirty this morning before reading my paper. I'm watching the last ten minutes of um, Arkansas Little Rock and North Texas. You watch a March Madness game like that, but you don't need coffee. You don't need the extra caffeine to wake you up. A game like that will get you going. It was beautiful. And then I followed that up by watching the last five minutes of the Oakland-Oral Roberts game, which actually wasn't much of a game because Oakland was well in control. But um, Yeah, they, they took – that's got to be a lot easier on a coach. When you got a one-and-done game mm-hmm. and your team is blowing somebody out. Yep. All right, real quick, before we head to a break, speaking of coaches off of college basketball, Jim Trussell, the Ohio State coach, big dog in the news. I haven't – completely followed the exact violation. I know he's suspended for two games next year by the school. The NCAA has done more. Have you followed the story at all? And do you have any tattoos? And if you do, where are they? Uh, I have no tattoos, Coach. Ah, and uh, I, I know a little bit of it because my buddy Cloudy is a, is an Ohio State fan. But Uh-oh. supposedly, Jim Trussell knew about the transgressions that the five ball players who are suspended for five games at the beginning of this season mm-hmm. occurred two years ago. Okay. And, you know, what's worse? Well, what's worse, a student athlete who has no money selling some stuff in order to get money or a coach not doing anything about it after he finds out about it? Mm-hmm. And I love Jim Trussell, coach. And so this is, I, I don't, 
I, I really want to find out more before I get into yes, it. Yes, I would. Uh, you know, this isn't good at all for Ohio State. It doesn't look good because Jim Trestle has been above, he's been beyond reproach. As soon as some stuff came out about Maurice Clorette, and mm-hmm. I know everybody thinks Maurice Clorette is a bum now, but, you know, after being in jail for a couple years and, and uh, not playing football, and then you try to play football, you usually don't play that well. But after his freshman year, he could have went on to have one of the greatest college careers of any player ever. That's that's the type of freshman year that he had at Ohio State, and he kicked him off the team. So mm-hmm. it's not like Jim Trestle hasn't you know stood firm before because he kicked off the, the greatest college football player he's ever had yeah. on his team. Skeptics out there, I, I happen to agree with you, skeptics out there will say five or six or seven years of great success and adulation in Columbus have changed. Jim Trussell, again, that's not me saying that. That's what skeptics would say. Now, l- l- let me ask you a question now. And David Olson, our uh, sports law advisor here on the show, the players sold merchandise. Did they receive money or strictly? How does the tattoo parlor figure it? Tattoo guy figure into all that? Was there actually money exchanged or just a trade of services? From what I understand, it was just a trade of services. But the merchandise acted as currency. So there's your infraction. But that doesn't bother me from a moral standpoint. I don't care about the rule book. I'm just talking about my idea of what's right and what's wrong. If they were going out in the black market and selling their stuff to make money, knowing that that is wrong, that bothers me a little bit more. And obviously Jim Trestle knowing about that. Trading in their stuff to get tattoos, no money exchange. I don't know. Call me... Crazy, but that doesn't bother me as much, Big Doug, even though it's technically a violation. Yeah, I know what you're saying, Coach, and I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to like say you're right or wrong when I say this because to be honest with me, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. But the the reason why the NCAA says that they suspend people for doing what the five of those guys did to do what AJ Green of Georgia did last year mm-hmm. is because um, the regular college student at the Ohio State University. Can't sell him the shirt that he wore when he went into you know biochemistry to somebody and get a, make a profit off of it. That, mm-hmm. That's honestly the reason why the NCAA says they do that. Okay. They, yeah. they, because they're getting stuff for free. They're having the privilege of playing football at Ohio State, so they shouldn't have the privilege of being able to sell their stuff because the regular college person there can't do it. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA, they talk about it like that. It's a privilege to play college football, yeah. but you should not make any money off of it. And I agree, it is a privilege, but uh, if you're going to treat it like a privilege, why do all these kids, like what, 15% of college football players right now are mm-hmm. convicted of a crime, of a violent crime or something. Yeah, it's no, no, it's like 15% are convicted of a crime before they get to college, and like 4% of violent crime. Yep. Sports Illustrated, so, I think, just recently did a uh, study on that. Not good, definitely a negative negative uh, black mark, if you will, on the as opposed to any other kind of black mark. Hello, um, on the college football world, but uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, ah, I forgot my train of thought. They're selling the material to the... I completely... well, it, 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 it is, they, got, they, got, they really didn't get it for free, but you're not supposed to sell your jersey. It's a, mm-hmm. a really... Kind of like a gray area of what is going on. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So uh, am I correct in assuming then when Jim Trestle was up on the mantle before the bowl game 
talking about the players have to come back next year. They're going to be suspended for the five games. We're trying to do the right thing here at Ohio State. Ayada, ayada, ayada. All that time, he, in fact, knew that he was wrong, too, because he knew about it in the previous? That, well, according to the reports now, yes. So that's yes, a little exactly. shaky. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about, Coach. Yeah, because at that point, and again, more details to come up, but at that point you would have thought Jim Trussell would have stood up there and said, oh, in addition, i got to check, you know, if I, in fact, made any violations because I was made aware of it via the uh, aforementioned emails. Yes, so, so it was an email. It was an email that he found out about it. Yes. I would just be like, I thought it was spam. Who, who supposedly told him? Was it a reporter? Was it a member of the Ohio State family? Who, who was it? Who released the uh, emails, you mean? The fact that Jim yeah. Trestle knew? Yeah, who sent them the email? I believe it was Michigan State basketball coach Tom Izzo. No, who oh, sent? No, okay. No, the email was sent, I think, by a, uh alumni. So it's an Ohio State alumni that busted them out then? Well, no, like, no, no. Oh, wait, I wait, sent wait, that email. I find that hard wait, to Wait, wait, wait a minute. What emails are we talking about? The email. The email that said that those kids were uh, trading uh, jerseys oh. for services. Well, but that wasn't released to the public. The email was sent to Jim Trestle. Hey, coach, just to let you be aware, there's some investigation going on. The players have been. That wasn't released to the media. That email was sent to James Trestle. Okay, so but how? Who sent him that email, and how did any? How did anybody else find out? Somebody sent Trussell that email, coach. Is well, what I'm trying to get. Okay, at. that I do not know. But you can't blame the emailer. He was not like going to the media. Hey, look, look, look what happened. Well, no, he, it wasn't the emailer. Like, hey, I sent him. I sent him this months ago. No, he didn't say anything about. I it. I don't think that's the case. Then how did anybody find out I about it? I don't this? know. That's okay. This is a little okay. strange. All right, more details to come. We got to put our investigation team. Bottom line is, right now Jimmy Trussell's out for two games. President of the university, I guess, kiddingly said, "Hey, I, I can't fire Jim Trussell. He could probably fire me, though." Kiddingly that's... talking about the power of the position, but some people took that comment the wrong way. Well, it's true. Believe it or not, hopefully people, you know. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Big Dog, uh, make sure you clean yourself out a little bit during the break. Happy uh, Ash Wednesday to everybody out there. Big Dog and the coach will check in with spring training baseball. Update on the Iditarod, Chicago Bull basketball. Little NHL hockey will jump off the sports page as well. Sit tight. Short break. Big Dog and the coach. TalkZone.com. Two guys, one mic. Back in a minute. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888-GO-FOR-IT once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com you guys in a mic show i'm getting a little chuckle big dog out of your uh, it's all about image of course but your description of <laughs> let's just call this reactionary sports talk radio well, you know what, sometimes 
<laughs> we're telling this to somebody else. So I'm speaking for the people that you're explaining this stuff's going on to also. Okay. You know what I mean, Coach? All right. I just thought Everybody it was a... You always have two people in the know. It's not bad sometimes to have one person in the know. Yes. And one person that could give you the, what? Did that really happen See, response? That, that, that's why you should have been a lawyer. That's a very good spin, a very positive spin on the fact you've been too busy and not able to watch as much sports as you would like. Well, if you want to talk baseball, Coach, trust me. Re- I'm ready to go. Reactionary sports talk radio. Very nicely done. <laughs> Big Dog and the coach applying. Big Dog applying for an MLB job. Very, very exciting. I always told you, Big Dog. I always told you, follow your dreams, my friend. Follow your dreams. Except the one, by the way, where the uh, you're naked in the church. That dream you might not want to follow. You know, by the way, speaking of that, um, Uh-oh. Uh, my, my girlfriend dragged me to, to church. She'll drag me to church every once in a while. I don't like going to the ones in Aurora because they're the they're in Spanish. Mm-hmm. The services, you know, what I mean, so I really don't understand them. That's okay. Yeah, uh, but but she took me to Holy Name Cathedral. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, Coach. That's an experience. I got you know I, I've been in there before for weddings, funerals, blah blah blah. That's the first time I ever went there for mass. And you know I'm not really a religious person. You know I do believe there's a God. You know. Because, uh, you know, I've seen her a couple different times. It took many different forms for me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Coach, when I was in that church, I legitimately saw at least 40 girls by the – because it's gigantic. You can fit you can fit 5,000 people in that church easily. Like, there's at least 40 girls by themselves, absolutely gorgeous. And I'm like, you know, one of my buddies like, I can't find a girl. <laughs> I came home, and I'm like, dude, you need to go to St. – you need to go to Holy Name on uh-huh. next Sunday. Get there at 7 and stay through uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon and just keep getting numbers. I mean, all these beautiful girls. I was amazed. I always said, go to church, find a girl. Coach, mm-hmm. that's where people need to go if they want to find oh, a girl. Solid advice. Is it is it hard to get in to Holy Name Cathedral? No, you walk in the door. And I then understand. you dip your fingers in the holy water. So it's not. the sign of the cross, and then they all think you're one of them. Which is, trust me, they have to think you're one of them. Because <laughs> if they don't, if they don't, Coach, ooh, uh, it's, you, have, um, you did. The rumors are true. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. Uh-huh. Don't want that to happen, but... Um, I would have thought, you know, a place like that on a Sunday, Holy Name Cathedral, might be might be tough to get a seat. But you're 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 not out there. It got two. Who needs two? They're they're not like oh, selling no, no, tickets nothing outside. Like, nothing like that. It's, okay. Uh, it's it's there's the uh, the place could probably seat five thousand. There's probably fifteen hundred people in there. Okay. So you can you can scope it out a little bit. So I want to sit right next to her. You know what I mean? Right. I was gonna go. Yeah. Matter of fact, I uh, plugged up real quick. While you were talking on StubHub, tickets to Holy Name a couple of Sundays from now at front and center, five rows back for 150 bucks. But you're telling me I don't need to pay that. No, you don't want to be in the front row at church ever, ever. Why not? Yeah, it's just it, it's difficult, Coach. Especially if you're if you're there to pick up a girl. Okay, you want to be mid. You want to be in the middle over there. Yeah, so you can but, make a little eye contact. You know what I mean. But if you're uh, there for the epithelial experience, for the religious uh, cleansing, if you will. Front and center, you get it uh, up close and personal, big dog. You don't even have to bend over and turn and cough. Yeah, but you're also the you, you're the last people out of there. <laughs> That's true. No, you aren't. No, you aren't. If you're in the front, you're the first person out. Uh, no, the Catholic Church it kind of works like an elevator. I've been to Catholic. <laughs> I'm almost afraid. How's that? Well, you just go. You just go. There's like no, you know, there's really no rules whatsoever. Now, what are you talking about? At the end of the uh, the fine ceremony, at the end of the procession, at the end of the uh, the mass. 
uh-huh. the priests and all the assistants and the people that helped the fine ceremony lead their way out, and then the front row goes, second row, third row, fourth row. So, yeah, one advantage being in the front, you know, last in, first out. Now, did, did you go and did you did you uh, take communion or or as other people say, eat the bread? I am uh, not Catholic, so I do not take communion. I do stand up. When they ask me to stand up, I do not pull down the uh, whatever that thing is in the pews, and I do not kneel down in, in, in prayer. That much I don't do. I always get the feeling of people behind me that right behind me, and they see me not kneeling. I get the feeling they're very negative towards me. But basically, yeah, they are. They are. I'm telling you, uh, people, people, Catholics who go to church are some of the most spiteful, mean people I know. I, see, I don't think so. Uh, I think so they appreciate. I, I think they appreciate the fact that you're not Catholic and you're still in there enjoying the ceremony. Well, okay, I want to I want to tell you that some people will think that way. Reasonable human beings think that way, but there's a lot of them that aren't like that. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I was going to say something that's kind of funny. I forgot what I was going to say. I should right. I should just stuck with that. All right. Well, it all started with me telling you to follow your dreams, except the one dream where you're naked in church, and then we kind of headed downhill from there. And quite frankly, it's pretty hard to go downhill from that point. But well, we, yeah, but it, we it, did. It, no, here's what else. So I, I, I go to that, and like the girl that I'm with goes up there to take communion. And yeah. I'm like, hey, hey, you're not Catholic. You're not supposed to take the body of Christ, right? And she starts yelling at me in church. Why don't you go up and take the body of Christ? You're supposed to go up there. I'm like, well, I haven't gone to, I didn't go to confession. You have to go to confession before you can take the body of Christ. We get into an argument whether or not we can eat Jesus right in the middle of church. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Hopefully you didn't disrupt your pew too much. Well, no, no. Trust me, Coach. My body odor was horrible that day. There was really Really? nothing I could have done about it. Okay. Oh, oh, never mind. You meant the place I was sitting on. (laughs) All right. Moving along. Yeah. Moving quickly along. Welcome back to guys in a mic talk zone.com. Our phone number here, 888-463-6748. What better time, Big Dog, than to remind people that basically we work off a script. Everything we say on the show is given to us by our producer, David Olson, correct? Yes, it is David Olson's fault. <laughs> the voice of reason. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, all right. You got some baseball news and notes for us. Spring training, Big Dog. Sounds like you're all over it. By the way, did you see Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali visited the White Sox camp yesterday. Very, very cool moment for a lot of the Sox players. And Kenny Williams said it broke his heart when he beat Joe Lewis or Joe Frazier. Obviously, mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali did not fight Joe Lewis. I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing when, when Kenny Williams said it. And I'm like, Kenny, come on, show some class. That's the champion, the world's yeah, greatest. I think the champion yeah. would appreciate Kenny being honest. Well, I got to say something. Uh, the champion put his hands up and acted like he was throwing punches when Kenny said that. <laughs> and I'm not uh, kidding. He upset, uh, he upset the champ. It uh, is, the champ is in, in a wheelchair now, Coach. Yep. But, like, facially, for some reason, he looks a lot better in his face for some reason because he was, like, really puffy and it was, like, glazed over. And I yep. mean, like, he had, like, a glaze about his skin color. Mm-hmm. The last time I saw him, he looked, like, a lot better yesterday. Mm-hmm. So. You can still, uh, I agree with you, and I know exactly what you're talking about. The eyes, there's still that intensity in the eyes of Muhammad yeah. Ali. Yeah, he knows what's going on around yep. him. You know, it's, isn't it amazing a guy that was such a phenomenal speaker ends up not being able to speak for it's, last it, 30 it's years? It's really life. weird. Somebody who was so brash, so confident, so cocky, so opinionated, so athletic, so healthy, and to see him in that state now, I guess it's called aging, but uh, it, it's still weird 
I can't think of anybody else that I've seen in my lifetime where it's more dramatic, that difference, than uh, than Muhammad Ali. Cash Never in the history of the planet, Coach. I don't know if i go that It's like Superman and Christopher Reeve, like what happened with him. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, that's like the fictitious yeah. story, the way looking at Muhammad Ali. Like the guy who plays Superman ends up not being able to walk at the end of his life. Yep. Good point. Um the buildup you mentioned of the fight with Joe Frazier, just very quickly, and you were probably a young kid, big dub. Maybe you can't speak to it, but the mm-hmm. buildup for that athletic event, the two, three weeks before it and leading up to it, can you liken any other sporting event in your life to the Frazier Ali buildup? I, I, I have yeah, a hard I time know, thinking really of one. Can. Are you talking about which one? The last one? First the third one. one? First the one. Third one. First one. Oh, the first one. The first, first one, one that Joe Frazier won. Because that, um, you know, second and third were big, but the first one, it was like, it was like the AFL taking on the NFL. The two super champs had never met. I'd, pretty young kid, but I remember just unbelievable buildup for that. Not just a day or two, but like two or three weeks. That was a I, primary I, source of discussion. I, I gotta be honest with you, coach. I, I really can't recall anything like that because, uh, like a boxing match every once in a while can get bigger than a, a Super Bowl. Yep. It really can't. Uh, I, I do remember, I, I don't know if anybody else will agree, but I was a young kid at the time, and this was the first time I was, I remember like a, just a huge, huge event that like superseded everything was, uh, Roberto Duran versus Sugar Ray Leonard. And I do understand Frazier and Ali are bigger than that. But that was like the first one I could remember of like, it seemed like everybody in the world was talking about it. You mm-hmm. know, everybody knew. So, uh, but uh, no coach, I think that is the biggest sporting event. That has happened in the last 40 years. I, I honestly do. Frazier versus Ali is the biggest sport in the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it was great to see. Hopefully, Muhammad will make it over to the Chicago Cubs camp, too. Very cool. He's traveling with a group. It's his own company, if you will. The CEO. I forget the guy's name, but basically they're going around to different professional sports teams talking about how the way players can give back. And it's very cool. Ozzie Guillen said it was the best clubhouse speech in all his years of managing, best clubhouse session that they've had. And they're basically telling the players, hey, however you want to do it, via individual conversation, group meetings, giving money to charities, just encouraging people and suggesting different ways that they can give back. It's as simple as that. I thought it's a great message. That is cool. I'm glad. What a surprise. You know, Muhammad Ali is the one giving it. So. Yep. Yep. That's cool. Uh, Damian, I keep messing up his first name, Viseado, appears to be hitting the leather out of the baseball big dog. Chance he'll make the team. Chance Viseado could replace Carlos Quentin as a starter out in left field. Yeah, you know what? For the White Sox? Ozzie Guillen is never messing around, Coach. So it's not – I mean, I wouldn't be totally surprised if he did, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I, I don't think he should. Just yet, but I mean, Isaac Gaines is the type of guy that'll pull the trigger. And, and by the way, the best way for me to, uh, well, I was about to say Diane, but it's, uh, Dion, like Dion Visayato. That's okay. the best way to pronounce his name, coach. And he cannot be good defensively. The guy looks like a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. You know, they had him at third base before. I, I can't imagine if they move him to left, he better really, really, really hit because he's not. Yep. He's going to make Carlos Lee look like a gold glover out of left field. <laughs> okay, coach. Oh, that's a scary so, thought. He doesn't yeah. need to be good right now. They're trying to get him up to close to average. And that's not a joke. I mean, that's the reality of it. He's pretty bad right now. He's taking some practice. If they can get him to the point where he's 
just a little bit below average as a major league outfielder out there that he might be able to hit enough, hit well enough to play that spot. Well, he's a long way before he's going to be a little bit below average, coach. So, but if you know if he hits if if he hits three twenty with twenty five home runs this year, I think people can deal with the fact he's a below average outfielder. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll we'll see what yeah. happens. He's willing to you go know. back to the minor leagues, and by the way, and get his at bats. If you were General manager Kenneth Williams, big dog, do you take uh, a red hot Viseto, put him on your roster, or go with the veteran, my guy, Lastings Millage? Um, well, you know what? I, I, I guess I would go with Lastings Millage right now because that means you. you're going to go with Carlos Quinton as a starter. Yep. Plus, you got Alex Rios out there. Yep. Long um, to me, for, as a White Sox fan, as long as they come out of camp with a healthy Lastings Millage on the roster, to me, it's a success. Well, I don't know if they can send Lasting Millage down. He, you know, he was with uh, the Pirates and the Mets for so long, and he went up and down. So he might be out of options. I don't know if they could just send him down. He yeah. might be at that point in his career. Yeah, there's one option they have for him. That's to cut but, his ass. Well, they could. They yeah. definitely that, but, that option's you know, always available. You do like your backups to be decent defensively, maybe a little, you know, pinch running or something like that. So I, I, between the two, they're going to keep Millage, Coach. Mm-hmm. Ah, just looks good on the roster. You know, you've heard of players that are all airport team. They look good walking to the airport. You hand in your roster. You hand in your lineup to the other team. You got a name like Lastings Millage on there. That's worth uh-huh. a couple. That's worth a couple of wins a season, Big Dog. Well, well, the thing he's like the he's like the Bears' Kellen Davis. Okay. He's the first guy off the bus. When they're getting going to the stadium, because uh-huh. that he's six seven, you know, <laughs> uh, like seven and a half percent body fat. You can see every muscle just strutting off the bus, and then he get, puts his football equipment on and he doesn't play the whole game. <laughs> but he was the first one off the bus, and he intimidated the other team because if that guy ain't playing, can you imagine the rest of them? Hey, everybody's got to play a role. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving quickly to the uh, Chicago Cub baseball camp. Uh, Nothing major to report there. We should point out to you, Big Dog, and some of the fans out there, Reactionary Sports Talk Radio here on the TalkZone.com. The Cubs have a new pitching coach this year. Uh, his name is Mark Riggins. Now, you're a guy that's followed the game. You pitched at the highest level except high school, college, or pro. How much of an effect does a brand-new pitching coach have on the team? Could that be positive or negative, or, or, or are we overrating the effect? No, it, it could be either or and, or, and you can overrate it. I know I didn't answer your question there, but I think in the Cubs situation, it's, we won't overrate it because Larry Rothschild was here for a long time. So, like, this will be uh, Carlos Zambrano's second pitching coach ever on the major league level. You know, so he's actually going to get a different perspective on uh, mm-hmm. how to get the ball over the plate with movement. So we'll see. We'll see, okay. Coach. So uh, I, I know I really didn't answer your question, but, you know, there's, you know, there's sometimes they help, sometimes they don't help, sometimes they hurt, and sometimes, uh, you know, they wouldn't have made any effect whatsoever, and they get blamed for it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Talking about pitching coaches or girlfriends now? Uh, pitching coaches, okay. hitting coaches. All of a sudden, with that, with that description, I thought you were talking about something else. Hey, real quick before we wrap up the show, our uh, stage-to-stage coverage of the Iditarod yesterday. We mentioned four-time defending champion Lance Mackey was ahead in uh, everybody's favorite sports race, the Alaskan Sports Dog Race, also known as the Iditarod. Big dog, a bad news for Lance Mackey. Martin Buser 
hit the checkpoint in Nikolai, which is about 250 miles from the ultimate destination. And Martin Buser is now your leader. We do not know what happened to Lance Mackey. Uh, hopefully they'll find him. Uh, many people have disappeared forever <laughs> yes. on, uh, d- during this race. Yeah. He might be a four-time defending champion with never a shot at the fifth. Maybe it's they'll really find him. Like... What a mother has to lose a musher. A musher. <laughs> yeah. Mush, my friend. Mush. Ah, goodness. All right. Any other uh, items you want to bring up on a reactionary sports talk radio? Uh, no, I, I need to learn more, Coach. What else happened in the world of sports? Blackhawks' eight-game win streak came to an end. Carolina Panthers knocked them off. Carolina, by the way, that's Dale Talon's team. So Mr. Talon gets sweet revenge over his uh, ex-Blackhawk team. And don't want to don't want to confuse anybody out there. The Carolina Panthers are a, are a football team. The Florida Panthers are the team with Dale Talon. Thank you very Hawks much. Thank you very time. much. An easy mistake to make. Oh, absolutely. Okay. The Charlotte Hornets. You know, yeah, uh, New Orleans Bobcat. Yeah, that always gets very confusing. Again, it's uh, it's Ash Wednesday, the Big Dog. Happy Lent to you, and I'm glad that you are giving up, giving up things. I I think you'll be successful over the next six weeks. I I, I guarantee I will be, Coach. I stick to it. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you at ten tomorrow. Good luck on the uh, MLB job, Big Dog. I appreciate it, Coach. God bless you. There's the big dog checking in. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job today. We thank everybody out there for listening. I don't know why you would, but hopefully we entertained you a little bit along the way. Tomorrow at 10, we'll do it all over again. Two guys at a mic, TalkZone.com. Have a great day, everybody.